It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion, our Friday episode. And I am so glad you've chosen to join us today, friends. So glad we can spend this time together. You know, as I often do, I want to remind you that if you have a question or comment you want to send into the podcast, please email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com. That's the8minutedevotion at gmail.com. We would love to answer your questions in a future episode. You also can leave them in the comment section, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, you, If you're listening, you can go to our Facebook page, The 8-Minute Devotion, like it, send in your questions there. We want to be able to interact with you and answer as many questions as we can. So please do send them in. And please also make sure you don't just watch or listen, but that you subscribe to the podcast, wherever it is, uh, Apple, Spotify, Audible, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you enjoy the podcast, please make sure you subscribe, you like it, and you share it with your friends so that we get this message out to as many people as possible. So we are looking at the book of Romans. And if you remember when we started this a few weeks ago, we gave some of the background to this book, that Romans was written by the Apostle Paul. He wrote it while, uh, he wrote it, of course, to the church in Rome. Paul himself was probably in the city of Corinth when he wrote this book. And, you know, that's described in the book of Acts when he was in Corinth. And it would have been around the year 57 AD when Paul wrote this letter. The book of Romans, we really can call it the greatest of all letters because of the tremendous amount of doctrine and instruction that it contains. Many of the great doctrines of the Christian church come directly from this epistle. This is, uh, you know, more than any other epistle, more than any other book, this lays out clearly what it means to be saved, what it means to be born again, what it means to, to have a new life in Christ, what the righteous life, what the new life looks like. This book makes it very clear, more than any other book. So Romans is such a treasure to the church. And really the theme, as we said, of Romans is salvation by faith in Christ alone. There is salvation by no other. Uh, there is no other name given under heaven whereby man can be saved. And we're dividing Romans into five sections. And yesterday we finally finished our first section, which was the wrath of God. That took essentially the first three chapters of Romans. And Paul started his letter really by showing his readers, by showing the church in Romans the reality of the wrath of God, by making it clear the danger that every single human being is in because we have all rebelled against God and God has wrath towards those who rebel against him. And God's wrath is real. God's wrath is just. God's wrath is a fearful thing. Paul made that clear to the Roman believers. Paul made that clear in his letter. Uh, but then what we saw the last couple of days is that, yes, God's wrath is real, but God's wrath is also escapable. It's escapable because Jesus took the wrath of God upon himself. On the cross, Jesus took God's wrath upon himself so that we don't have to pay the price for our sins. Jesus paid the suitable price for every sin that any person would ever commit in all of time. Jesus paid the price. And all we have to do is turn and receive and say, yes, Lord, and we 
can be saved. And that brings us to the next great section in Romans, which takes up the next four chapters of the book, and we can call it the righteousness of God. From Romans chapter 4 until Romans chapter 7, the theme really is the righteousness of God. Our, our scripture for today, Romans 4.3, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham believed God, and God counted it to him. God credited it to him. God put it in his account as righteous, as righteousness. When Abraham believed God, God looked at Abraham and said, you are righteous. Not when Abraham had done a lot of good things, not when Abraham had passed all of God's test, not when Abraham had uh, had lived a perfect life, but the moment Abraham believed God, the moment he believed God's promise, God looked at him and said, righteous. I count you as a righteous man. And that's what we're going to see more than anything in this whole section we're about to start, is that righteousness comes through faith in God, through faith in what Christ has done. Before we do anything righteous, before our actions actually become righteous, and make no mistake, God does want to change us and make us righteous from the inside out. He does want our life to change, our lifestyle to change. He has a high calling on his people. But before any of that is activated... We become righteous simply through believing in what Jesus has done. Simply through believing in his salvation, God looks at us and says, righteous. What is righteousness? You know, I'm saying the word a lot. How can we define it? Well, righteousness is the quality of being right. It's living a life that is ethical, upright, and full of integrity. Righteousness is an inherent quality of God, and the more righteous we become, the more godlike we become. In other words, we grow in godliness as we grow in righteousness. Well, let me make sure I, I clarify this. When I said godlike, we don't become God, but his nature is imparted to us. We become more like his character. As we become righteous, we become more like him. His character is imparted to us. His nature, we partake of his nature more and more, and our life reflects his life more closely as we grow in righteousness. You know, conversely, the more we sin, the less we look like God. The more we turn to our sinful nature, the less we have the nature of God. So God wants us to grow in real and lasting righteousness and That's what Romans shows us. Romans, in these next four chapters, and we'll probably spend about four weeks on it here on the podcast. I'm not sure exactly how much time, but probably something like the next 20 episodes because there's so many amazing truths in these uh, these chapters, so many amazing truths about what righteousness really looks like uh, that we need to consider, that we need to understand how God changes us from the inside out. Friends, I love the the fact that God counts me righteous before I do one good thing. God counts me righteous through faith in Jesus. I also love the fact that God doesn't keep me in my sinful state, that God doesn't say, well, I'm only going to count you righteous, but not really transform you. I love the fact that God counts me righteous through faith, 
but then he also transforms me and gives me a righteous life so I don't stay the way that I am, so that I start to truly reflect him, that my life becomes more like his life. He changes me from the inside out. He changes me by faith. I can't wait to share these messages with you. They're all going to start next week after the weekend. You don't want to miss it. Only on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.